Welcome to Comedians Talking Baseball, our weekly MLB recap podcast for myself, comedian Joe Kilgown, along with comedian Mike Bryanstein. I'm in Chicago. He's in L.A. We break down the week that was, nerd out on some stats, and just have a good time with you. Brian, how are you, my friend? Babies having babies, Joe. That's right, everybody. That's why and you've got to apologize to our listeners because they're probably thinking, where were these guys last week? I uh, became a dad again. So because of the goings on with that, we didn't get a chance to record. Um, mother and baby, you're doing great. Big brother is doing great. Uh, uh, Holly, the dog, she's part of the family. She's doing great. Um, Dylan is his name. He was born um, a C-section, so it was like three weeks early. So he's six pounds, 10 ounces. It's actually a good size for a, a C-section kid. And um, name, yeah, named, af- named after listener Dylan Brown? Of course. I, I tell people, if you're loyal to me, I'm going to be loyal to you. <laughs> Dylan Brown named after Bob Dylan. So, I mean, is there a Bob Dylan connection? What's the deal with Dylan? I don't mind Bob Dylan, but definitely not. Um, <laughs> 100% not, no. Okay. I just like the name Dylan. Dylan, B- was, Dylan Bundy? People thought, people, yeah, maybe people thought Dylan McKay, uh, Luke Perry's character on yeah. 920. R.I.P. Luke Perry. R.I.P. Uh, no, I just thought, the, I thought Dylan Kilgallen sounded kind of like a movie star. So, I'm like, that's a cool name. And uh, there's no Dylans in the family, so he's an original. Where my son was named after his grandfather slash named after me, because my son is my oldest son. You know, it's weird, dude. I said that the other day for the first time. My oldest son, and I felt that's the first time. I really yeah, felt it's like when you start saying my wife. I mean, you've been saying that for a while, but maybe you don't remember. But it feels so crazy. It also feels more adult though to say wife, because like in the fugitive, when he's like, "I didn't kill my wife." Like if he's yeah. like if he's like my girlfriend, it just doesn't sound as good. Because you feel like you you know maybe you did kill your girlfriend, fuck your girlfriend, <laughs> your wife. <laughs> yeah, that's serious. Like Oscar <laughs> Oscar Pistorius killed his girlfriend. That doesn't sound as good. I mean, did he even do jail time for that? Who cares? <laughs> no, no leg to stand on. <laughs> oh man, but dude, yeah, you're right. I remember the first time I said my wife was. And I'm not going to do the Borat impression. Yeah. I felt like that I was... immediately thought of Borat. And I apologize to everyone if you did as well. You Every, listeners, you fucking thought of Borat. You, they did. That's why I stopped mid-sentence there. I remember we just got back. <laughs> we just got back from the honeymoon and we were ordering pizza. And uh, my phone was like the other in the other room. So I just grabbed her phone to order the pizza. And then the person was like, is this Nicole? And I go, no, no, that's that's my I'm calling for my wife's phone. And that was the first time I ever said my wife. And it was for ordering pizza. And I remember being like, ugh, maybe I'll just have a salad. I don't even know if I want pizza now. I feel like i got to stay young somehow. I'm going to get old and fat soon. Well. But yeah, my oldest son was uh, named Matthew Joseph. And I'm Joseph Matthew, so it was a reverse. And then my dad's name is Matthew. So You got to do the, uh, the, the very adult thing. How old is your oldest son? He is two years and a couple months. Two years, two months. So you have to start saying, my two-year-old. And you have to start saying, oh, shit, that's right, my two-year-old. Damn. You know, I used to be against when people said the number of months, and I don't. I said two years and a couple months, you know. Uh, but I, I did made sense as a parent. I remember shortly after my son turned one, I think we were at like a playground type thing, and someone else was like, oh, I, oh my kid's one, two. And I'm like, yeah, but your kid is like a week from being two. My kid's just over one. I mean, it's a big difference. Because like, I thought <laughs> there was a snarkiness in a stranger, like, oh, my one-year-old could do this. I'm like, it'd be bad if your one-year-old couldn't. My, you know, it's like, that's a developmentally... 11 months apart, one to almost two. That, that was enough where I wanted to be like, well, how old are you? 50? Because you're fucking dumb. Okay? I, don't, I don't know anything about it, so I'm not buying it. You have a two-year-old and a zero-year-old. 
Yes, I do. I love a zero-year-old. That's great. Uh, but we did miss out some fun stuff in the season. I feel like now that it's May, everybody, we could really get a good scope on what's going on. Still early, of course. No need to jump off a ledge. But I wanted to start off with something that you and I have talked about throughout. And I think we really got pumped up with baseball's direction with that great commercial they released just in time for the playoffs last year, 2018 season, in which it shows a highlight reel of bat flips and six slides and just players having fun. And, and then it went to Ken Griffey Jr., who's, you know, one of the best nicknames ever, simply the kid with that backwards hat. Right. Did you forget how popular Ken Griffey Jr. was where he made backwards hats a thing? He did. I mean, I didn't wear a backwards hat until Griffey Jr. I mean, if, if you're in your late 30s or early 40s or even mid 30s, you wore a backwards hat because of Griffey as well if you're white. For sure. But I think even Griffey, I can't even, even, Easy E and uh, Dr. Dre had on forward forward. So I really think Griffey did kind of start it. The only other time, I mean, catchers would wear their hat backwards. Of course. But that wasn't a fashion thing. I really do think Griffey in the nineties made the backwards hat. Cause I remember the backwards starter hat and then the MLB logo up front always looked awesome. Fred Durst ruined that from Limp Bizkit, but still looked cool. <laughs> he did. He did. He ruined that. It was a popular, cool look. And then that guy started oh, doing it, and yeah. people were like, nah, we're over that. When, uh, like, Kmart started selling flannel shirts in, like, the 90s, it was like, oh, this grunge fad is over. Yeah. Then it ended with a shotgun in a Seattle. Oh. <clears throat> it ended with Kmart. All these fashions started in Seattle. They Holy shit, they did. Look at that. But, so, yeah, then it cuts to Griffey. It pans him at the end, and he just kind of turns around slowly bad on the shoulder like he could still turn on one and says – you know, enough and enough's enough. Let the kids play or something like that. I remember specifically being either like a freshman in high school or on like an AAU baseball team, and our coach telling us to turn our fucking hats around forward that he doesn't give a goddamn what Ken Griffey does. I believe that, and I remember having my hat backwards too when people saying turn it forward like older coaches. And I caught a stupid friend of mine. Um, I'm not going to name his name. He might listen, but no, I'll tell him later. Hey, that was you dummy. But um, I had, there was a picture of me wearing like the Cubs world series hat. And I had like just got, it. it was like shortly after Christmas. I think it was like a Christmas present. The world series one. I mean, they got a couple, but the one that they were like specifically for the parade where it had like the trophy and yes. like, the real like black hat, you know? Yeah. And I had the sticker on it still on the brim. And someone's like, take the sticker off the brim, you know, like you dork or whatever. And I go, what are you fucking 58? Like, that's like a style now. And also I had my reason. My reason wasn't even the style. My reason was because I knew I was going to wear the hat the one time out. Cause it was at a new year's Eve party. And then I was going to go home and put it back on the shelf and never wear it again. Keep the sticker on it. That way it retains its value in case, you know, I'm in a pinch and I need to sell it, which hopefully I never will. Cause I have, I have both hats from the nineties, the late nineties that I always kept the tag and stickers on. And it's a popular thing now. It's like shit changes with stuff. So if yeah, yeah, 30 something and you think it's lame to wear a sticker on that know that when you were a kid your parents told you the same shit no there would no in the 90s it was i mean like will smith wore the tags on his hat and his sneakers i guess that was a thing but now it's way more prevalent i'll be i'll be walking down the street i mean it's different see. it's different for sure it's the, yeah it's bigger now yeah. the 5950 or whatever sticker is a thing but you just have to decide if you're that type of person yeah, snapbacks made a big comeback in the last five years or so. Five to ten, five years, I'd say. 
I'm not into that. You know what? I wasn't into the snapbacks either, but that it all goes to Cubs hats listeners, uh, nationwide listeners of all teams. The 2015 playoff yeah. hats that all the teams that qualified for got. Like just a standard that said postseason MLB hat, but it had like your team's logo real small on it. I got that hat and I popped it on backwards once, not even on purpose, but it looked cool because it was like the adjust. uh, I can't speak the adjuster, like the plastic part that that you could adjust. That was like a light gray. And then the rest of the hat was like a dark, almost charcoal. I get it. I get it. So it looked fucking cool. And I wore (laughs) it backwards once on stage. And someone took a picture of me. I think it was at the Improv Lab in uh, Hollywood. And I'm like, damn it, that looks cool. So I kind of like rocked that look for a little bit. By the way, you posted a, a picture today of your last show in L.A. at Comedians You Should Know. And it was like a grid. I just so happened to be looking through my tagged photos on Instagram. And there's one of me doing Comedians You Should Know in L.A. And I had... Everywhere in L.A., there's uh, billboards that just say Rami on them. There's a new show on Hulu. Yeah, I know Rami's a good guy. And I was like, who the fuck is that guy? I was like, and they were like, he's a stand-up comic. And I was like, I've never done a show with that guy. And then I, <laughs> then I was looking through, like, two years ago, I did uh, Comedians You Should Know, and he definitely did that show. So did Phoebe Robinson from Two Dope Queens. Uh, I was just like, look at that. People got famous. Yeah, we had great lineups. Yeah, Rami's one of those really nice dudes, funny guy, um, young too. But he's one of those. Com- Chris Red had this too. There are some comics that you meet them, and you're after meeting them for w- one or two times, you feel like you've known them for years. Uh, he had that quality. I remember doing a really bad show with him at like the UCB on the new one when it first opened on Sunset. Oh right, yeah, that place is no good. Yeah, and just kind of bullshitting with him and like being like, dude, this guy's awesome. I like this guy. Was Chris Red a Chicago guy? Yeah. He grew up in the burbs. He maybe was born in the city, but grew up in the suburbs and then came up. He was uh, started in improv for a while, but then started doing stand up. I want to say like 2011, 20, yeah, 2011 ish. Okay. And was a dude like that too. I remember me, I remember the first time I met him, he was not even on the show. He was just hanging out and like came up to me afterwards going, Oh, you fucking killed man. I'm like, Oh, thanks man. And then we just kind of like talked for like two minutes and then the next time I saw him, it was like handshake hug. Like we were at that level after like one time meeting. I'm like, this guy's cool. Yeah, um, some, people, some people have that. Yeah, some people are like that. But I mean it in a genuine way. Because there are other people who have that and you're like, oh, you're fake as shit. And you're doing, you're just plotting. You're just like laying down the seeds uh, to climb over people. Where I feel like Rami and Chris Red were like legit. You could kind of tell like, oh yeah, this guy's got like some star power. I could see them being on TV or whatever. For the but, listeners who don't know, Chris Red is on SNL. He's on SML. Sorry. Thank you for that, Mike. <laughs> Anyhow. Um, yeah. So the, well, let's, let's focus back on the Griffey thing here. God damn that swing. Was and, by, and, and by the, and by the way, uh, at baseball camp, when I was a kid, the first thing that they would do is tell us to take our hats off and how to put our hats on, put the brim like to your forehead and smooth it down in the back because they couldn't stand kids also like popping it up with like their bangs in the front. You know what I mean? Too. I used to have my hat where the bangs were kind of like, yeah. Out in front. Yeah. Like early nineties. I had like a big sure. mop of hair. Yeah. I definitely did that when I was 12. And then my baseball coach is like, that's not how you wear a fucking hat. Anyway, flip See, this, back. This is, this, that's part of what we're going with this. This is like <laughs> what you're saying right now is what the grounds 
of this whole discussion is going to be on this podcast, essentially. Uh, and again, we're going to make up for the lost episode, I suppose, because I'm going to this is Thursday. This will be out Friday. We normally come out Mondays. So hopefully Brian and I will get together again, maybe Sunday and do another one for you. So we can get back on our Monday schedule. That's what I'm hoping for. By the way, I'm at 10 percent. If I die, I, I will get back to you shortly. That's fine. Um, I wanted to keep this one on the shorter side anyhow. So hopefully we'll get through it. Or you can walk over and put the charger in, I believe. I don't think it messes you up. Um, anyway, real quick. Uh, it's this old man thinking. And this, this is not all old men because there's some great old baseball guys that you're like, I love this dude. But there is still this baseball more than any other sport because it's the pastime, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's been around for hundreds of years. Is this thing where it's like, here's how you play the game. But before even teaching you how to throw, they're teaching you how to you put your socks up to your knees and yeah. polish the shoes. Yeah. And you got to have the hat. Obviously, I think the uniforms look cool, and you should, you know, have some respect for the uniform you want to play as a team. I think looking good's good. I always hated it. I used to umpire little league games, and I would make the kid step out of the box if his shirt was untucked. Huh. You ever had that? Like some nine-year-old comes up. I don't know if you remember that part of little league where the kid just didn't know how to tuck his shirt in. I would be like, "I'll be like, this works better. Let's let's tuck in the shirt." It looks dumb. So, so yeah, I would be like, "I don't want some sloppy kid up here." Because I'm, I'm, in my mind, look good, play good. And if you're untucked, you're gonna be striking out, man. <laughs> and, and and I'm 17. I got I got to go meet some people out at uh, in a Wendy's parking lot and do nothing. Yeah. So uh, come on, man. Let's let's wrap it up. I can't be here all day. <laughs> yeah. I was one of those umpires that looked for ways to speed up the game. I mean, I'd give batters tips. I'd be like, he throws that first pitch wherever you want it. You got to got to be swinging. You got to be swinging. <laughs> I, I did do that Tom Glavin, Greg Maddox strike zone. You got a foot on either way. <sighs> I remember one time that the one team hated me because they thought I was wrong on a call, but I was 100% right. I was 100% right, dude. And then I, I, I had the old chest protector that you'd hold the umpire. It's not like oh, baseball right. where they're like pet wearing like. Oh, it's a like a shield. Of, it's like a shield. Yeah, it was a shield. Yeah, it was like a big shield. And maybe I had it like a little bit down. There was a foul tip that got me right on the collarbone. Ooh. In between. Yeah, it almost got my. It hurt. It, 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 and I remember the one batter who was like in the deck circle saying, good. And I looked right at him and I just kind of smiled at him first pitch he saw when he was in the batter's box was in the dirt and i called a strike ah one time when i was that one coach said something and i go listen man you're more than a coach you got to be a model for these kids i literally said that Ah. (laughs) i I don't know where that came from because i don't i did not talk like that when i was a teenager (laughs) that's amazing i don't know yeah sometimes you just you surprise yourself even you really said that i did i won't told I, i did i tell one guy too this was a different game some guy was bitching about something, and he was up by like eight runs too. Um, it might have been a border. It was borderline these pitches, but it was like it was the fifth inning, and this team was up by like ten. And I was trying to make the game go quicker because they're up by ten because it was all walks. And he said something, and I said something back, and he said something again. And I go, "Listen, one more thing out of you, one more word, and you're gonna be watching this game from the parking lot." Mm. And I remember, or I think I said across the street even. Like you'll be watching this from across Irving. Keep that up. So the park was at Irving and Central. Chicago reference, what's up? All right. Let's I know Irving see. Park. You is the great joke where you reference Irving Park and Cicero. I think that's why I liked you right away because I heard that joke. <laughs> I was like two weeks into comedy, and I think I was just at a show, like maybe just checking out a show, and I saw you do that. And I was like, oh, that's right by my house. Maybe he's from my neighborhood. And then your next five minutes were about Iowa. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was like 13, and they made us – like, if you played for AAU, they're like, now we volunteered you guys to umpire. Like, so I was like a first base uh, umpire. 
and I didn't want to be there. And it was like a Saturday morning, and I was like, it was like this sucks. It was like May or April, and it was cold. Like I did not want to fucking be there. And I called it. It was like a bang bang play at first. I called the dude out. And, like, not only did the fucking – I got the coach of the other team sprinting out of the dugout to get in my face. Whoa. And my response to him was, man, I'm a fucking volunteer. That's a good response. What do you like, say to that? He was just like, something about next time. I was just like, I don't even fucking want to be here. Like, that was just like – that's the classic Brido response to whenever anybody's mad at me. Like, you care way more than me. I used to be like that. I remember playing in a Sunday morning softball league, <laughs> and the other teams were so much better than us. I'm like, yeah, because they're all pathetic. They're all pumped up to play Sunday morning softball. A bunch of losers. They don't go out on Saturday night in shorts. And, um, and then people were like, you're literally making fun of them for being better than you. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm just tired to play this. And they're well that... That is the quintessential job of a comedian is to yeah. make is to make fun of people that are better than us. Perfect. It's in this, yeah, that's really should be in Webster's dictionary of stand up. <laughs> but you notice there's a theme building here through our our stories of yesteryear is that adults try to ruin baseball. And, and obviously major <laughs> leaguers are all adults, but there's something and I, I kinda wanna I wanna have some fun with this conversation where I'm gonna come at you from all different angles. We're leading up to this, everybody. The Tim Anderson thing that is kind of older news now, but you get, you get to hear us. You need to hear Brido and Kilgallen dissect it. So you're going to get to hear us dissect it right now. Tim Anderson, a White Sox player. Who's, what is he, like 25? He's kind of on the younger side of things still, right? He's having a breakout yeah. year, still early. He's, he's flirted with breakout years in the past where by June you're like, oh, yeah, this guy sucks. Oh, he's an MVP candidate early. He's like he, is, he is 25. I was right. He leads the league in batting last time I looked. He's a he's a, had a quality start, man. He has. Uh, the rest of his career has not been quality. I mean, still <laughs> young, though. 2017 was his first full season in which he was uh, 0.1 war, so basically a zero. <laughs> um, the net, last year, 2018, was a, you know, two, 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 two war. Sorry, I can't speak again. Uh, 2.0 war. This is according to Fangraphs, of course. And this year, he's already at a 1.2. And uh, for those of you old-school stat heads, his batting averages have been 257, 240, now 365. And then OBP, 276, 281, 383. Big jump. But that's still – see, a 365 average versus a 383 OBP is not a good separation. So when the average starts to dip, the OBP will probably follow. So you're really going to have to keep that slugging high to really be an above-star-level like, player. That means he's not walking. It means he's getting hit. Yeah, his walk rate's pretty low. His walk rate, wow, pretty low. Before I said that before looking at the exact walk rate. His walk rate in 2019, which has been his breakout season, is 1.9%. Okay, so that dude is hit, that dude hits the ball hard, but he loves a swing in the bat. Yeah, 416 Babbitt. He loves... Seems unsustainable. Uh, what is it? 416. Oh, my is God. His, oh, he's... Okay, he's going to have some problems, but yeah, he's hey, look. The, I'm not saying he can't still be a very good player. No, he's hitting the ball hard. It's just you know that's he's a little bit lucky because our guy Javi Baez is not an on base machine, but he makes up for it by having a huge slugging percentage, um, and being awesome at everything he does. Do but, you know uh, what uh, you know what Tim Anderson and Javi Baez have in common besides Chicago? No, what's that? Swag. Yeah, swag, baby, and that's what we're talking about right now. He got uh, he had a, a home run in the fourth inning in which he kind of did a pretty big bat flip, gestured towards his own dugout, 
And uh, the Royals took exception in his next at bat. They threw one into his uh, into his right buttocks. <laughs> they went into his butt cheek. Uh, just by comparison, though, Javi has a 5.5% walk rate, which is up from 4.5 last year. His K rate is the same as last year. What was um, Vlad Guerrero Sr.'s? <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> that, again, that was just a dude who was notorious for swinging at the first pitch. Guys like him and Nomar were incredible in the sense that they would hit 330, like in their prime years. Nomar bit a 370 in 1999 when he won the AL batting title. I think he won two AL batting titles, Nomar Garcia Parra. And never, and was always swinging at the first, second pitch, just notoriously going up there hacking, where it's so opposite in today's game. I still am a fan of jumping on that first pitch because sometimes that first ball fastball is the best thing you're going to get. And if, you, if you're a guy who drives the ball, yeah. If you're a table setter or a guy who bats first or second, then, yeah, it is your job to kind of work the count a little bit. But have you ever watched a, like a game where you're like, come on, dude, that was right there. You're struggling to. Why don't you just turn on that one? Of course, but they know more than me. They do. They do. But I really do think it does go by the hitter. I think, I th- I think there's a danger in baseball right now, and we're getting a little off topic here, in which they're trying to mold everyone to be the same player. I don't, <coughs> think, I don't think that needs to be. I think there needs – like the 2015 Cubs, and sorry everyone, Brian and I are huge Cubs fans. We talk about every team, but they're easy reference for us because we watch every single one of those games. Uh, that team just had such a huge strikeout rate that in the offseason, they went out and picked up Ben Zobris and Jason Hayward, two guys who had very low strikeout rates because they knew, okay, we can't have eight guys who are going to strike out with a runner at third and nobody out. Yeah, I, contact hitters. yeah, not everybody should be Jay Bruce. Yeah, not everyone should, yeah, not everyone should be focusing. I mean, launch angle is it's stupid. I mean, it's not stupid. It's great. It's stupid the way people try to look at it in a ne- in a negative. I, I was uh, launch angle. Launch angle isn't new. Everybody, right? Just, it just has a name for it now. I wish that I would have known to do this, like in little league, because if for someone sure. if someone just would have said to me, "Look, man, like your line drives are are great, but they hide shitty kids in the outfield. Just hit it with an uppercut." And they're not going to get it. <laughs> yeah. I wish that I, I would have. Like, because that got, we were told to chop down at the ball. I get so fucking mad about it, thinking about it today. Thinking about 12-year-old me wishing that he would have had a much. I was good. I was, I was okay. I started on the all-star team. But I wish that I would have uh, just had an uppercut when I was 12. What I do now, I have this little Cubs bat. That's maybe about 20 inches long or something. And I take like all these little, my, my son has this little ball pit that his aunt got him. It's actually kind of cool. And I'll take the plastic balls and like hit them across the base and into the ball pit. Like it's a fun little game for me when I put them down for an app and I have to clean up. Uh, and I hit lefty because I like, I do this launch angle swing left-handed. I think if I would have known a little about launch angle growing up, I might've been a left-handed hitter. <laughs> I, when I swing right-handed, I get no launch. My swing is this natural level swing that comes from, being drilled into my head as a seven-year-old. You need right. level swing. Level right. swing. All kids level swing, which they just, they only teach that because it's just the easiest thing to teach. Yeah. But yeah, man, I love that. It's funny when I'll hear it, like, again, we're going back to these old dudes who are slowing down baseball's progress. It's like launch angle. You think Babe Ruth cared about launch angle? No, he didn't need to. His swing was natural. He was the first launch angle, actually. Yeah, he's the first it's, uppercut. It was the first uppercut swing. And Ted Williams, who wrote a book about the science of hitting, 
says that the level swing is stupid. Every swing should have a, an uppercut, a slight uppercut. Not it, like an over, you don't drop your shoulder to pop the ball up, but you should have a natural like uppercut through the zone. It is weird that the launch angle is considered strange considering fucking Ted Williams said it. How is how is that even possible? Like this dude, greatest post Babe Ruth hitter of all time, and we're going eh. Maybe that works for a guy who is the best hitter in baseball for twenty years, but it's just because it's new. Everybody hates whatever is new. Yeah, that's that's really what it comes down to. Listen, guys, Paris hated the Eiffel Tower when it was new. They probably did. They definitely did. <laughs> the, um, wait, did they or didn't, didn't they? I don't know. Oh, a thousand percent hated it. See, I didn't even know. I didn't know that. See, you learned something new on comedians talking baseball. <laughs> it was uh, so for the, the uh, it was for the World's Fair, and then they were like, "Get this fucking thing out of here!" And then they were like, "It's just so oh, it's only temporary. It's temporary. We'll take it away." And then and then like after the World's Fair, they were like, "We'll take it away in ten years, ten years," and then like. 10 years go by and Paris is like, this is the greatest. And then the guy also did the uh, Statue of Liberty. Yeah, I knew that. So the bean is basically ah, like yes, the bean yes. in Chicago's Millennium Park. When that thing first came out, everyone hated it instantly. I Because it would cost $10 million and the city is like, uh, we, how about a school could use some money? Um, <laughs> I didn't like it because I worked downtown. I was a sophomore in high school and it was a summer job. And I remember going to this Walgreens off of Randolph and State Street, and they already had postcards because those, you know, they were those Walgreens all had like a little touristy section yeah. that people would buy, like shot glasses or, you know, greetings from Chicago postcards and all sorts of shit like that. And I remember they had the bean on a postcard, and I'm like, that thing, I mean, it literally just opened. It was, I remember the, the week before they had the grand, here's the bean. And I go, this isn't a landmark yet. 2004. Uh, yeah, I believe that's what it was. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, I think so. I worked like, at the. I worked at the. Forcing a- it. I worked at the Aon Building, Michigan and Randolph, when that was built. And I remember thinking, like, I don't get why this is a big deal. Yeah, yeah. So you felt it. You got it. Aon Building. Everyone looks just like the World Trade Center. R.I.P. Um, yep, it does. <laughs> it does. Like, right? I always tell me it's the same building, same architect, maybe. So, all right, back back to the point here. So, Tim Anderson having a great year, by the way. I, I'm wishing him success because he's a fun ball player. He. uh you know, gets gets beamed, and then it's this whole like fucking argument now, and it's been the talk of sports media. Can I stop? Can I stop you for a second? Do you say beam no. with an M? Yeah. No. It's with an N. Yeah, because your head is a bean. Oh, really? Yeah, you get beamed in the head. You don't get beamed. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. I'm sorry. No, I, I've honestly, no one's ever stopped me from saying it the right way or the wrong way. That's why getting beamed in the butt makes no sense. But I had a tweet where I mentioned David Bodie getting beamed and I spelled it with an M. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, and listen, we did well. Listeners, like, listen, we could fight about this. Joe could, after this, like, go on a website and be like, yeah, you fucking idiot. Cause you know how Joe doesn't like being told he's wrong. But here's the thing you get beamed in the head. Bean, like your bean, <laughs> Chicago bean. If okay. someone, if someone was like, "Do you guys see the Chicago beam?" Joe would fucking lose his mind. You know, I'm not gonna be mad at you because I legitimately have never been corrected on it, and I always thought it was beamed 
because that's what I thought. That's what I heard. You got beamed. Uh, I didn't realize you got beamed. Like your head's a bean. That makes sense. Yeah, you get um, beamed no, in the head. That's, a, that's just one of those. I think they call it a gap of knowledge in which. It's like if you were like, you gave him some chin music on his ass. I'd be like, I get it, but no. I remember having something. I remember like, in, like this was kind of embarrassing because I think it was like eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade. I had to spell the word subtle. Uh, like writing something on the wall and, and the chalkboard. Yeah. And I never, in my head, I'm like, subtle. I, I don't think I've ever, I asked you, and then they're like, there's a B in there. It's a silent B in the word subtle. And I remember being like, well, I've never said, I've never seen the word. You know what I mean? So I, I wouldn't know how to spell it. Yeah. I, it just, and someone's like, wait a minute, you're 14. You've never read anything in which the word subtle was part of I'm like, no, I honestly could say that because I was fucking dumbfounded. I, I literally stood at the chalkboard going, I got to be honest with you guys. I, I, I don't think this is right. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's not right. You're spelling it like subtle, like a last name, like S-U-T-T-L-E or something. <laughs> and I go, yeah, I just never, I just never knew that. Um, yeah, but everyone's got one thing where you're like, wait a minute. That's how you fucking say that? I remember one time, who was that? I had one friend who didn't know it was holier than thou. He thought it was holier than now. <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude, it's holier than thou. He's like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, thou. And he goes, I've never fucking, I never fucking knew that. I'd always said no. He goes, I've never seen the, you know, if you don't see the words on paper, you just don't know. Anyway, though, I'm an idiot. So apologies, getting beamed, everybody. Listen, this is going to be, this could be a 50-50 type thing. Because, you know, if enough people say something the wrong way, that society just goes, I guess literally just means figuratively now. Oh, well, the word ain't forever wasn't in the dictionary. And then the dictionary is finally like, yeah, we'll fucking put ain't in there. I think ain't is a good word. Uh, it saves time. It, everyone knows what you mean. And I don't get why it has to be a big deal. I'd never said it growing up because they were, the poor kids said it. And I didn't, I didn't want people to think I was poor. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I never said either because I got corrected immediately when I said it by any adult nearby. Yeah, every that's, that's the word that adults will just like tackle you. Oh yeah, they go over it with that. Okay, I'm sorry. So he gets uh, he gets he got beamed in his in his buttocks on uh, his next at bat, and so now it started the whole thing where some people are like, you know, he got into it with other players on on Twitter, and some people are just back and forth like, or should you pimp the home run? I the one context someone put it in on Twitter that I'm okay with that. I like bat flips. You know me, I'm a big fan of it. I think it's fun. Bring it on. And in return, if you're a pitcher, you want to pump your fist after a strikeout, go for it. But then I thought to myself, there are more strikeouts, though. If Max Scherzer were to do a big fist pump after every strikeout, <laughs> yeah. it would be fucking, you know, he guy strikes up the side and he's winded from pumping his fist. And, <laughs> yeah, no one's, no one's ever hit. No one's ever uh, gotten lauded for four strikeouts a game. Yeah, like it's weird. I mean, no one's ever hit twenty. Runs. No one's ever hit twenty home runs in a game. Yeah, imagine if Kerry Wood celebrated every strikeout in the manner in which a, in the the pitcher's equivalent of a bat flip. <laughs> he gets down and humps the mound twenty times. It's yeah, exactly. He'd be like, "Well, you now Tommy John surgery and some sort of hip dysplasia is coming your way." It's like when uh, when thrusts. when Oregon was super good at football and they scored like 70 points and that duck is doing fucking push-ups every single time and you're like you're like that guy's gonna die that duck was jacked yeah the jacked up duck i can't do 70 push-ups yeah i don't i 
couldn't at all, man. I'm so weak right now. But I thought uh, the guy made a decent point work by saying he had a home run in the fourth inning of a you know meaningless game and it didn't. I don't even know if it, it didn't even like tie the game or anything. I think I, I can't remember the context of it. But part of me was like, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe there is some merit to that. And then I thought to myself, well, I also don't like the pitch because then someone said, all right, the pitcher's going to hit him for doing that. And what if the batter then throws his bat at the pitcher? Because you're going to use a weapon at me because you could kill someone with a 98-mile-an-hour fastball. Why can't I do that? And then So now it's getting out of hand, right, with a little bit of that. I don't want pitchers – I don't want batters charging the mound with the bat. Batters. I like a good fastball to the, to, the, to the kidney every now and then just to be like, hey, I'm here, asshole. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I like both. I, like both. I think both parts are fun. Pitching – uh, pitchers have plausible deniability. They could say I didn't mean to do it. Yeah, a batter has never once swung and had the bat go right at the fucking pitcher. Never, you're right. I don't even know if that's like... I mean, they go like in the foul territory and everything like that, but a pitcher can be like, it got away. I didn't mean to. That's very true. I very think true. there should be this unspoken thing like, don't crowd my fucking plate, don't make me look stupid, because if you're like, well, you shouldn't have given up the home run, it's just like that's just a thing that we all agree on. Like, don't give up the home run, but also don't make the guy who throws 100 miles an hour mad at you. Yeah, see, that's what my thing is. I like both. I like it go both ways in a sense. Like, Nolan Ryan was a guy that hitters were so afraid of that when they hit a home run off of him, they would sprint around the bases and avoid eye contact. Right. So like, That's kind of fun, too. Yeah. Get your get your respect. Like, I mean, here's the thing. Any boxer can go in the ring or any UFC fighter and fucking wind up their hands and like put their hands behind their back and stick their chin out and bob and weave. But the dude still has the right to fucking punch you and put his fist through your fucking head. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, make it fun. Have some swag and everything like that. But like. You know, if you're if you're like a basketball player doing three sixty dunks in games, like you might get a you might like catch a flagrant foul every now and then. Yeah, I think yeah. So I like where I like where you're going with this. Now, a lot of people will just say, "No, it's bullshit." This whole like let them do the bat flip, and then Major League Baseball should make the punishments on the pitchers for retaliating even harder. That way, the pitchers won't retaliate because their whole thing is, "Why are you going to put the guy on first base, dummy? Why don't you just get him out next time?" I definitely think there needs to be a fine line. I'm okay with the bat flips. I'm okay. Like, I love what Javi does. I love what uh, Anderson does. Obviously, okay, uh, Jose Batista had one of the best bat flips of all time. Oh, I, yeah. I, I think it's fun. Bryce Harper's a great bat flipper. I'm into it, you know? Yeah. But I definitely think there needs to be somewhat of a line because what if a guy does a bat flip and then just decides, I'm going to stand in the batter's box for 10 full seconds and then slowly walk around the bases? Because there's nothing in the rule book that says you have to run. Or jog around. Oh, basically. who was it? Uh, was it Reese Hoskins? Yeah, Hoskins did it where he went super slow. Yeah, which I was cool with him doing that because it was in retaliation to getting hit. That guy hit him on purpose before, so he's like, "I'm gonna get you." When he got him, he went even slower. And then that guy was like, "Yeah, I should fucking get him out." Whatever, you know. I can't remember the pitcher's name now. Yeah, he for the Mets. I can't. Think yeah, of for the Mets. But where does it? Where? Where? where when? If you're saying that you want bat flips, which is great, I agree. But you also don't want pitchers throwing at those guys because it's bad for baseball, obviously, if a star gets fucking hit in the head and they're out. Oh, so, like, where do you where do you draw the line? I don't know. Like, 
Are you saying you never want any batters to ever get hit? You, which means get rid of, get rid of. Uh, that means no more um, benches clearing brawls, unless it's a dirty slide. Right. So essentially, that eliminates benches clearing brawls if you're saying pitchers can't throw any hitters anymore. And I thought, I thought, so I want, I, I'm for fun. To me, they're both fun. It's fun to see a bat flip, and it's fun to see a pitcher being like. Brawl, don't brawls seem kind of stupid nowadays? No. Yeah, because no one ever gets hit, really. But you know, I mean, even like the Puig one that, like, the picture looked cool, or Puig looked like he was trying to fight all the pirates. Like, didn't it just look like Joey Votto was joking around with dudes out there? Like, I I remember back in the day, like the one I always think of is Eric Shaw beating Andre Dawson, and for real, it looked like Sutcliffe and the Cubs wanted to fucking kill him. Right. That that was legit. They had to actually escort Shao out of the stadium and get like a police escort. They were that concerned with his safety. Uh, yeah. See, I can't. You know, now it's like guys. Be... Guys like they play with each other like on different teams. They they kind of they're all like rich as fuck. They don't want to get hurt. You know, like I I just feel like a brawl is. I don't believe it. Oh, I barely. Yeah, you're right. There's a lot of times where you'll see guys who know each other just grab each other. Yeah. And like pretend to holding each other back. And they're really like, hey, we're going to Gibson's later. Right. You know? Right. So, I mean, I don't I, I, I look, though, I'm, I'm torn on this in a lot of ways. I'm of the new school thought where it's like, oh, you don't want a guy doing a bat flip or, or staring at a home run or, you know, looking cool, doing a little strut out of that batter's box. Strike him out next time. And then you could celebrate. But then in my head, I'm like, all right. What if, like, what if Ozzy Smith admit, like, hit a home run and then did, like, backflips around? Yeah, would that be too much? <laughs> I want to know if there is such a line. Because right now, and this is a very big 2019, 20, late 20 teens thing of the extremes. Because people like to tweet, take your words. There are some people listening to this right now who would be like, Joe's against backflips. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm very much not. I love backflips. Because I posed this on Facebook where I said, look, I love bat flips. I'm into it. But is there ever a line? And the people were responding as if I didn't say I love bat flips in the first sentence. And <laughs> yeah. So like you're saying, the Ozzy uh, Smith doing backflips. I thought of this. I love touchdown celebrations in the NFL. I think they're a lot of fun. They're great. They're, a lot of them are hilarious. The Bears did one this year where the defense returned a touchdown. And it was in Detroit. And they did a Motown thing where all the defensemen started going one way while the one guy was pretending to be the lead singer. Yeah. So much fun. Hilarious, right? Yeah. Great story. Great gif or gif. And then uh, I thought about when Terrell Owens was on the 49ers, when T.O. was on the 49ers. Yeah. He scored a touchdown and then was in the end zone, but then ran the ball all the way to the 50-yard line and was going to do a dance on Dallas's star. Oh, right. It was in Dallas. You remember that? Yeah, didn't... One of the Dallas players, I can't remember who it was. Was it right. Williams? I want to say it was Dion. I don't think it was Dion, but Dion would have been pissed. But anyway, one of Dallas's players then, right when he was about to celebrate, fucking came up and blasted him. And everyone loved that. Because yeah. it's like, how dare you disrespect the team logo and do it that way. So clearly, and everyone everyone agreed with that. Everyone was like, yeah, good for fucking the guy in Dallas for knocking Tio on his ass for doing that. Let me throw so you a curveball. Clearly, there's a line there. Let me throw you a curveball, no pun intended, and say the shit seems kind of heightened in the stands more so than on the field. And so it's possible that you're wearing a Cubs, or let's say that, like, let's just take you out of it and say, like, you're a guy wearing a Giants uh, jersey at Dodger Stadium. Buster <laughs> Classic Buster, example. 
Buster Posey, for example, Buster Posey hits a home run. This is so unlike Buster Posey, but he does the DX crotch chop facing the pitcher all the way around the bases. You know what I mean? You're now you're like wearing the giant shit and you're like, am I, am I gonna die? Uh, yeah, like you're right. It's well, you know why it's heightened in the stands because it's people who aren't making millions of dollars who right. are probably deep down pissed about yeah. that. And yeah. there's alcohol at yeah. play. Yep. I can't wait for why does that? I want this to happen. The California parks or any state where it's recreational, why aren't they selling like controlled edibles? Why aren't they selling like little joints? I guess the smoke in the air would be bad, and families would be like, "It stinks over here." What are you doing? Oh my god, um, they're getting they're getting rid of like you can't smoke cigarettes like within thirty feet of a, a door of any kind or something. Like they have. Some yeah, different... I don't know. They should. Do, you think they'd sell edibles though, or CBD something? Like let's chill out the crowd a little bit there at these Dodger Giant games. I don't know, man. Weed has gotten. Maybe you're. I don't know what you're smoking in the Midwest, but like. And you don't want people doing edibles out here, man. Like, well, I guess that's a bad example. Well, all I know is that people don't want to usually – I've never seen someone want to kill somebody for rooting for a different team when they're Oh, high. true. That's true, my true. point. Very true. Where when you get a few beers – dude, I, I said this once. I went to a Cubs-Cardinals rooftop across the street from Wrigley. Obviously, that's where the rooftop is. Duh. I was Waveland side, and the Cubs ended up blowing it like in the 12th inning or something like that. They lost. And I remember when we were exiting – to leave the rooftop you know we're going down the stairs there's like different floors with bars this guy with a real southern missouri accent i take it <laughs> decked out in cardinals gear said to me wouldn't you like to experience winning just once uh, i tried to be like come on to, come on be a cardinal fan instead and i looked at him and said how'd you like to experience getting thrown off a fucking roof <laughs> this show is about joe's best comebacks I love it that. really is man this has been a good episode guys <laughs> And my friend, my one friend was like, dude, dude, he like grabbed me and pulled me like, said, come on, man, you can't threaten to kill people. Let's get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah, I, man, I, 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 I was in Armenia one time because my sister lived there and I didn't get let into a restaurant because I, uh, I dress code and I was wearing like jeans and a t-shirt and the guy, the maitre d' had, uh, a unibrow and he's and he said it in Armenian and my sister's like oh you can't come in because uh they have a dress code and I looked at him and I go but I have two eyebrows <laughs> nice did he, did he get that or he didn't know English no they don't speak the English let me ask you this about Armenians good They're people white yeah no I've met great Armenians when actually I had a flat tire in Burbank once and this Armenian guy was an angel uh like you he pretended like he was in the passenger side and called up his own AAA to take care of it. Yeah. And um, so, no, I love Armenians, but I'm confused. I've met Armenians who call them, who are like, Oh, you know, Armenians are white. And then I've met Armenians who are like, we're not white or they don't say it, but they talk shit about white people. Where I'm like, wait, I thought aren't Armenians white. Why are you talking about white people? Go white? look at a map and uh, where Armenia is. And I, in an, uh, it's like they're, it, it, you have to decide if you think it's like Turkey, right? Where you're kind of like, are you European like, or are you mid- Middle East? Right. So some Armenians consider themselves Middle Eastern, like Persian. I see. Yeah. Because Makes it's sense. it's not even like Middle. It's like Central. It's like Asia. It's in Asia is the thing. But I know the Caucasus Mountains are the mountain range that goes through Armenia. Yeah. And the, that's where the term Caucasian comes from. 
which is yeah. what is used to describe white people. Right. And so there's I'm a, not really sure. But, yeah, I, but there's a theory that like the Aryan, like the whole Aryan race thing was like Northern India, which is like, well, right. Swastika <laughs> is originally Indian. I don't know, but, but I mean, do you No, that symbol, that type of symbol obviously got readopted, but it was, it was in old Hindu scripture. <laughs> Here's anyway. a, like uh, Kazakhstan. You will not get this in any other podcast, Ka- by the way. Is someone from Kazakhstan white? They look white. I don't know. Like I, Ar- just, I don't know. I just was curious about that because you've been to Armenia. I didn't know if you had known firsthand. Everyone there that. would pass as white in the United States. They would also, if they said that they were Persian, people would be like, oh, if they said they were Turkish, people would be like, oh, I don't know, like Greek, like they're kind of a darker, you know, Italians and Greeks when they first came to America, I don't think were considered white. Right, I but mean, that's just that's just American racism. I'm talking about like in general, though. No, I, your your people weren't considered white. <laughs> no, Irish people weren't. <laughs> they were depicted, um, yeah, not uh, like in a positive light at all. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's strange how the de- well, yeah, it's uh, anyway. Though that's another podcast you and I could do. Um, it's her ninety second birthday. I'll call her back after this. All right, well, yeah, we're, we're going to wrap it up here, basically. I like where we went with this, though, because we both like bat flips. They're fun. Bring the swagger back. Let, baseball needs to let the individual personality shine. It's the only sport I know that the announcers will almost make fun of the sport that they're calling the game on. They'll say, well, we didn't do this back in our day. We didn't, you know, and I'm like, why, why are you guys shitting on the game? You're supposed to be hyping the game. You're the announcers. Shouldn't you be making this fun? Anyway, though, uh, I'm for the Tim Andersons. I'm for the Javi Biases. I'm for, like... That's you know if you if you jack one and you want to give it a couple looks, why not enjoy it? Uh, I definitely think there's there's a fine line though, where if you, if you if you go over that line a little bit, I'm okay with the pitcher the next at bat then throwing you throwing one at your hip. Now obviously don't go head hunting, and then when they ask the pitcher why'd you do that, they could be like I just felt like it. You know what I mean? I was trying to have some fun up here. He tried to have fun in the box. <laughs> Cause I like I like it all. I, I, I like both of those aspects of the game. Yeah, I, I like. I think that they should encourage they should encourage swag from players, and I think that the Major League Baseball before it uh, suspended or whatever they did to Tim Anderson. Yeah, the Tim Anderson bull- suspension was complete bullshit. They said uh, he uh, uh, oh God, that umpire is one of the worst umpires in baseball. What's his name again? Joe West. How he still has a job. You know, you and I are pro-union guys, but the fact that he still has a job makes me go, maybe unions are too good and we should they should get weakened. Because how, how does he still have a job? He's terrible at what he does. He goes into business for himself. It's, he's like a – yeah, man. Like, talk, that dude is a bat flip. That's an umpire's bat flip. Yeah, he makes – the fact that I know his name, you should – Yes! I, I, that's – you should not know an umpire's name. Yeah, your name is – yeah. It's like I'm Jack and Hagar at – the, the the temple of black and white. Your name is not Joe West. You are no one. Yes, that's a Game of Thrones deep cut reference. Yeah, I mean I got that, even though I'm like six seasons behind. But yeah, I'll catch up. Um, <laughs> all right then. All right then. Uh, yeah, we want more bad flips. Uh, I don't want guys getting hit though, because I definitely think as a pitcher, get the strikeout. Do you really not watch Game of Thrones? Up. No, my wife watches it all. Uh, she's all caught up. I'm not. I'm very far behind. Um, I liked. I saw the first few episodes of season one, and that's where I'm at. Can I tell you something? No, don't ruin anything, man. Because no. I'm eventually going to watch it. No, I'll I'm not going to. Uh, and not get out in two days. No, I'm just. I'm not going to spoil it for you. 
All right, good. I'm jealous of you that you get to see it all for the first time. And especially because you don't have to wait. That's honestly, dude, that's why I do a Breaking Bad. Ah. Breaking Bad. Is this the final season of Game of Thrones? Yes. See, I'll catch up before the finale. I guarantee it. Uh, I did that with Breaking Bad. I got into Breaking Bad when, like, they, you know, they, their season five, which was the last season, was broken up into, like, two parts. Right before, like, the, that last six episodes aired. Yeah. I did a weekend on the road in which I would go to the club, do my sets. After the sets, go back to the hotel, watch Breaking Bad until I fell asleep, wake up, start from where I think I left off from, watch it all day, leave for meals, come back, you know, do the shows again, do nice. it all the next day. That was the whole weekend. Because if you're doing, like, you know. I did that I, with uh, go to a lot of great cities, but you go to some cities where you're like, mm, I, there's no real sights to see here. I'm just going to watch these shows. <laughs> Plus, clubs aren't usually in the city. No, they're not. Yeah, you're right. You know, like I remember doing the Richmond Funny Bone, and that's in a part of Richmond called Short Pump, which is just like a suburb of Richmond, Virginia. Like no, so, no. Where am I going? No improvs are in the city. Like yeah. you're not, you're not in Miami. You're not in Tampa. You're not in Denver. You're just, you know, you're not. You're in Schaumburg. You know, which is an hour from downtown Chicago. Right. With no traffic. With traffic, it's two hours. Schaumburg is an hour. Uh, with no traffic, yeah. Don't you think? I always wondered if I moved back to Chicago and drove to the Schaumburg Improv, if I felt like, without tolls, if I would feel like it was a big deal since I drive so fucking much here. No, you would not at all. You wouldn't know, man. I think, well, <laughs> I've, I've done, I'm saying from like downtown. If you're going from like the Sears Tower to Schaumburg, <laughs> I, I bet that's probably about an hour-ish. Right. Although I've done it where I've gone from Schaumburg back into downtown after a show and I've got done in 45 with no traffic you know but with the heavy traffic it's bad dude um no because anyway. you have uh you have silly silly little freeways or it, yeah whatever they're called gotcha yeah all right so the comedians talking baseball consensus is more bat flips but if you go overboard we're okay with you getting hit obviously if the guy just if you're just hit if you're just if you're a fucking asshole who's gonna beam bean i should say someone for, for staring at a, a ball that gets jacked then fuck off i'm against that too maybe baseball should make the suspensions better and they should not have suspended tim anderson although tim anderson should slow down a little bit he said he feels like jackie robinson when it comes to bat flips as being like a pioneer for it and i'm like dude you're not the first bat flipper and yeah you're getting attention for it now because you're the first guy to do it he said that game. I mean, yeah that was the headline i read today Oh, God, buddy. Come on, Tim. I'm just glad it was a white guy who said it. (laughs) I'm the Jackie Robinson of bat flips. That's. Yeah. Oh, man. So think of like. (laughs) Just like so frivolous compared to what he went through. Totally. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, But yeah, man, dude, good talk. Uh, This has been um, Comedians Talking Baseball. Brido's got a podcast called Hunk where he interviews people about their favorite thing it's really cool and uh i've got a podcast called kill Gowns pub where i drink with people and talk about all sorts of like you know random stuff you talk about in a bar just recreate bar conversation we both have albums that are available on itunes and spotify and pandora and all that good stuff i'm in the process of editing my second album that'll be coming out uh hopefully sometime in june i'll keep you posted on that we'll also be back with another episode uh monday so we'll be back on our regular schedule and uh, then on that episode, we'll actually talk about the standings because usually you and I don't like to get into it in April because things turn quickly. As the Cubs being a great example, they started two and seven. They're now 16 and 12. 
and you know things turn quickly. So yeah, uh, yeah. I mean Tampa Bay though is really looking awesome. So we'll get into that. We'll get into the X's and O's and um, stats and the standings uh, on the next episode of Comedians Talking Baseball. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody.